Before I tell you about this episode, I want to talk to you about a book I'm reading. It's called Chasing the Flawed Son, and it's written by Daniel McGee. And I'm going to read to you something that he's got on his site. Chasing a Flawed Son is a harrowing story of narrowly escaping personal destructions, a life in prison, and death over and over again. It's a young man's story of years spent avoiding cold, hard truths in pursuit of the warmth and comfort of heroin in a spoon. Daniel writes, There is a sense of security I get from the sun. It brings me hope, brightness, energy, and warmth. The soft kiss of the sun upon my skin cradles me. It blankets my body in a sense of comfort, and I spend as much time in it as possible. There was only one ever one thing on earth that gave me the same feeling, the same warmth, security, and energy, and that was heroin. Heroin was his flawed son. It burned him every time he got too close. It consumed him in its fire, and by the grace of God, he narrowly escaped with his life. This is an autobiography written by Daniel McGee, and I can't put it down. It's an amazing story, and he's going to be on a podcast coming up. But this, trust me, you just have to read this. And if you go into our show notes, you'll find the link for it, or you can go to ChasingAFlawedSon.com. Now, in this episode of Harford County Living, we sat down with the health department again, and we sat down with healthy families of Harford County and a couple of the things they believe in. Being a parent is the most important, challenging, and fulfilling job you'll ever have. I agree with that 100%. The first years of life are the most critical time in a child's development, and all families have unique strengths and qualities. All parents can benefit from support and information, and positive parent-child interactions promote physical health, intellectual growth, and emotional well-being. On this episode of Harford County Living, as we sat down with a group from the Healthy Families Harford County, we discussed these things and how they approach these families. And I think what you hear, it I've never heard of other, you know any other group doing this, so it's pretty amazing. And of course, you know, I asked each one how they got into it, so. Uh, I think you're really, really going to enjoy this episode of Harford County Living. This is the Harford County Living Show, voted as Harford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Harford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. We are sitting here today with the health department again, um, talking about the Healthy Families Harford County. And we're going to go around the table. Lyle and myself are here, and we'll save the employee of the year for last. So <laughs> start to my right and go around and introduce yourselves. <laughs> um, my name is Damali Osborne, and I'm a... Um, a home visitor. I've been with Healthy Families since um, last August. Last August. My name is Andrew Grant. Um, I am a family resource specialist and officially I've been with Healthy Families since January 24th, 2018. Officially. <laughs> officially? What was it before it was official? I'm not just a I was a former member. 
Okay. So. <laughs> My name is Patty Peterson. I'm a home visitor, and I've been um, with Healthy Families since January. And I'm Sarah Eggerling. I'm a program supervisor. I've been with the program since 2015. And Our employee of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shatil Coley. I'm the program manager of Healthy Families, and I've been with it since it began uh, five years ago, July 1st, 2014. So That's we had our five-year birthday party a couple weeks ago. You had a big party here and I wasn't invited? <laughs> Jeez, thanks, Ryan. Right. <laughs> so explain what exactly is Healthy Families Harford County. Okay, so Healthy Families is an evidence-based home visiting program. It's part of a national branch called Healthy Families America. Um, which is in 48 states and some U.S. territories. And it's an intensive home visiting program where you get your own advocate home visitor who comes out to see you to help you along your parenting journey. So they discuss child development. They help parents reach goals that they may need assistance in reaching. They help connect them to resources. Um, but the biggest thing for our parents is that you just have support during one of the toughest times, some might say, <laughs> during okay. your life. So, Dad, do you all actually start with the parents even before the child is born? Yes, so you it do. starts okay. once mom is pregnant. So oh. as soon as she finds out, we're knocking at their doors. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And what is it that you actually provide? Mm -hmm. what um, so we come in for an hour to two hours once a week. And when they're pregnant, we just talk about the prenatal development of baby, of mom, body changes. Um, we talk about family values, things that they may want as a family and how they want to see that um, fulfilled in their life. And then once baby here, it's focused on that parent-child relationship, bonding, um, doing different activities. We use a lot of recyclables to make toys at home just to show parents you can use what you have in your living room to oh, wow. yeah, entertain and stimulate baby. Interesting. I like to think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> parents think so, too. <laughs> I was just saying, but you guys have been doing this for five years. Yes. Initially, we started only in the Aberdeen area, okay. and just recently, a year ago, we've been able to expand to all of Harford County. Wow. Yes. Now, am I allowed to ask how many people are in the program? Sure. Uh, well, over the five years, we've enrolled 90 people, okay. um, which is pretty huge because we started out with just one worker, then two, then three, and then now we have a whole array of people. Um, and then currently, we have around 40 people enrolled. And you're going out to their homes? Yes. Now, how many employees do you have that actually go out and visit the homes? All five. Yeah. So, five of them. Mm -hmm. This is, this, see, this is, <laughs> every department I talk to, I'm just shocked that it's not like a lot of employees, but it's like you guys have a lot of, I don't know if you want to call them customers or whatever, but mm -hmm. people that you deal with. Yes. How? <laughs> one step at a time <laughs> one family at a time man that i mean that's i'm just amazed by that because that's so 40 and that's throughout the county mm -hmm. and, and cecil yes and, and cecil, cecil county cecil. <laughs> yep wow okay so you guys are getting out and about we are <laughs> then not right now you get but you guys only do this money through friday yes weekend, correct still. only Monday okay. through friday okay so you go out, you visit the home. Mm -hmm. All right, let's start from the beginning. When okay. they find out they're pregnant, mm -hmm. I guess they contact you? 
or well yeah they would have to it's it's an array of ways they contact okay. us or different departments may refer to us they say hey we just we have a pregnant lady we think she'll be interested in your service or we have a family we think they'll be interested and they'll refer okay yeah and it walk me th- walk me through so you go and meet with them yes so andrew actually does our first uh home visit where we call it the parent survey and it's about an hour to two hours where we're just getting their life story how were you raised as a child did you enjoy it do you remember your childhood um do you have any mental health concerns were you happy when you found out when you were pregnant were you sad are you still sad um what do you plan to do for discipline are you planning to discipline your child how your parents or do you want to do anything different um, anything else, Andrew? Oh, I have to basically get somebody's secrets within 90 minutes, essentially. Build that rapport and get them to feel comfortable enough to open up and share, which is, is a challenge itself. Right. Uh, but we also respect their privacy. So if the right. family doesn't wish to tell something, then we respect that. Now, do you go back another time? And talk because you, you know, I mean, some people won't open up the first time, right? But they may open up the more later on. Well, um, the way we do our outreach attempts, it's not always a knock on your door thing. There's a right. letter, there's a phone call, there might be texting or emails or other things, right? So there may already have been some rapport built, okay, based off of previous connections. Um, if you go to a visit. Uh, and you're out the door and you say, hey, do you want to talk? They may tell you a little, but you actually schedule the time for the parent survey and so there may already be a little bit. There may not be. It just depends. And we don't expect everybody to tell us everything about right. themselves in 90 minutes or so. Um, and there are times when things come out later, but that's because you've made that first step. We've opened the door. We've made that initial connection to start building that bridge of uh, relationship and trust. That's good, because I've never heard of any other service or anything that does it. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the reasons why they do a parent survey first is based off of this idea called adverse childhood experiences, where um, families may experience something as a child, and it traumatized them to the point where it you see it later in their life. So mm-hmm. they see see it connecting to obesity or other long-term chronic illnesses. And they found that if you just talk to someone and hear their story, just giving them the opportunity to share, sometimes, I mean, it doesn't solve all of their concerns, right. but it helps relieve some of their issues. Because a lot of people would say, this is the first time someone has sat down and asked me, how was your childhood? Did you enjoy it? Um, so usually that part in itself, we just consider a service. Like we just want to hear your story, and yeah. then we kind of connect them to resources based off of their story. And then if they're interested, we then enroll them to the intensive weekly home visiting, where we hear more and more about their story. Now you don't go out after that. Somebody else goes out after yeah. you, right, Andrew? Right. Uh, yes, generally. Okay. Um, I'm the, the the first person they see, usually with healthy families. Um, once I meet with them and they've agreed to services, I sort of pass the ball to my wonderful teammates and then we work together to provide you know, the next step, which would be a home visitor right. who then would make the contact to come out to build the further rapport. Okay. So, so this is kind of a group effort if you oh, go yeah. out and you get the whole team together and, it is and a decide team the effort. next course of action. 
you know, we, we couldn't do it without our supervisors, about the people who train us, without, right. you know, the data entry people who, you know, take the notes and do that. It, it really is a team effort, um, and we work best when we go together. So. Right. And you guys have only been doing this for five years. Yes. But now you said it's affiliated with Big National. What's Healthy Families America. Healthy Families America. Now, how long have they been around? Oh, that's a good question. 1992, 1992. Hawaii. But they're a part of Prevent Child Abuse America, which is a bigger um, national home visiting. Uh, now, do you guys deal with that as well? Well, we're, we're, so we're like under under that. Okay. So, yeah. The the theory with what we work, you know, why we deal with the ACEs, adverse mm-hmm. childhood experiences, is the first six months of your life really shape the rest of it so if we can get in there and bring out the positive things that parents already have in them if we can talk to them about hey what happened when you were younger shapes you now even if you don't remember it we can then move forward with kids to help reduce childhood abuse or bullying in school or tardiness and all these other things that are affected by moving forward positively yeah, I get, well, yeah, I guess there's uh, first six months, especially with new parents too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure you probably have a lot of them that, that are new parents, right? Yes. Some new, some old. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask. Is it mostly young? No, it's a it's a mix. Anywhere really? from like right. sixteen to to like forties. Yeah. Forty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time parents to uh, sixth or seventh time. Parents. I was who? I was gonna say yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Don't say first time parents at forty. Oh yeah. 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 What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's been a spike in that lately. Yeah. yeah. Professionals are putting yeah. families off. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. At forty? Sure. Yeah. 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 And yep. even and even greater. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> By the time you finish school, then graduate school, then, <laughs> then you start planning and your family, next thing you know, you're yep. <laughs> 40 with your first kid. <laughs> no, and I guess the theory is, like you said, you know, it, 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 somebody puts off until they're 40, 45 to start a family, um, having, having left presumably the family at, at age 18, whatever, um, you've got another 20 plus years of, of just no uh, no building of skill sets and right. nurturing and, and all that. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're the same as a 16 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just floored. <laughs> Speechless? Yes, I, I didn't realize that yeah. there was that many people in their 40s having babies now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, Dr. Moy, I got to ask you this. I'm serious. This, and isn't, there a health, isn't there a health risk? For, that's what I thought because I remember when I was younger, not that much younger, maybe about 20 years ago, a friend of mine had her first baby when she was 40, and they were worried about the health risk. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys educate them about that? Because what, I mean, man, that's part of how we get some of those referrals are because of they might have a risk factor such as okay. the age thing, which you're, which we're uh, talking about now. So if somebody is in their 40s and it's been a decade or two, 
they might be considered you know healthy at risk so they will then the doctors the nurses whoever could send us a referral to then offer services now okay so you guys go out what about if somebody and it's only been five years so you may not have experienced this yet somebody's already gone through the program and then they become pregnant again yeah, oh, okay. You have experienced this already. Okay. Currently. <laughs> Please tell me not somebody that's over 40. <laughs> okay. So, so you you one. so you go out and do this now. Sarah. I did. Right? Yeah, I was okay. home visitor for 3 years. Mhm. Okay. She was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um we don't enroll the families again if they have subsequent children. We would okay. hope that they would apply what they learned from their first child to the second okay and we are in there until the child turns three um, oh, three years yeah. old and we have a graduation so it's a graduation for the child and the parent so it's really? the idea that if you're graduating you've mastered <laughs> the concepts and things that we discussed hopefully that is pretty, <laughs> um, how come I've never seen anything like that in the news or something I don't, I mean, I don't know. Good. Get us in there. That is good. That's good. I mean, that is that's a great idea. If people see that, maybe that's why I haven't seen it. Because well, it good could positive. be HIPAA. It could be HIPAA. Uh, that, well, yeah. I keep forgetting about those little side things. There, so. <laughs> now, all right. So, till the age of three, mm -hmm. and they you have this ceremony and all that. Um, and again, it's only been five years, but have the ones that have gone through it the first time, do you go back or have they come back just to see how they're doing? Mm -hmm. And every, please start, everything's looking good, right? Yeah, everything's okay. good. <laughs> okay, good. Generally. Yeah. Okay. So what, all right, what else is it that you guys do when you go out there, you talk to them, and you know, what other service do you provide for them? I mean, is there classes or anything that... Well, we follow a curriculum that we use. We use okay. Growing Great Kids. It's a curriculum, and so we plan each visit. Every visit involves usually a module and then an activity when oh. we're playing with a child. Okay. We also have other requirements within our program from our funders, such as like de depression screenings, development screenings, substance abuse screenings, so we monitor all of that and make and referrals as necessary. Depre depression screen. Oh, for the parents. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, because how, how could you do that with a... Six-month-old? Yeah. <laughs> so in the last seven days, have you cried a lot lately? I'm just <laughs> You know what? I'll be honest with you. Yes, I did this morning. But that's only because I found out, you know, found a friend. But that's okay. Um, no. <laughs> Unless it's happy tears. Right. But kids cry all the time. Yeah, we don't actually do depression screening on kids. They're, they're, okay. Their screenings are more uh, developmental. So in age appropriate so at six months like are you able to sit up on your own are you looking at their fine motor gross motor skills their social and emotional skills okay. uh different things like that right now, now i'm thinking about it, i guess especially with the mothers mm -hmm. their firstborn I, I yeah i guess depression would be uh, something you have to mm -hmm. check well moms and dad actually one in four parents um, suffer from like baby blues or postpartum depression. That's the one, Actually. second one. That's from the fathers saying. as well. The fathers yeah. as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. How do you help that though if somebody's going through that? 
So our home visitors kind of just stay in the role where they do the first screen and if the parents score elevated, they connect them to a counselor or okay. some type of counseling and then they kind of just monitor it, just checking in on them. But, right guys? Yes. Right. <laughs> but, but, but the real thing is, it, it, it is the relationship-based thing. You yeah. start with hearing their stories. Everybody wants to be listened to. Everybody. We listen. Yeah. The home visitors listen, and they're there when there's a situation that the parent cannot handle. Home visitors are there. They're getting the calls that, what do I do? How do I help? And it can get crazy. Right. Uh, it can get sad, but we're there for them. We help them through it. We're that extra little lifeline to mm -hmm. help them go forward, to help them realize that they've done it before, they've had some strength that pulled them through, and they can do it again. Now, there, is there a point where you, you uh, now you engage other professionals, obviously, to, to work with you, but there, is there a point at which uh, you encounter a situation where it's just simply not feasible for your organization to work with these parents, um, and you have to hand them off, whether it's, you know, it's, it's uh, psychologically uh, psychological in nature or uh, even criminal in nature you know drug abuse stuff like that mm -hmm. um, two-part question one is it, is there a point where you just you know I hate to say walk away because you don't want to walk away but you hand it off and, and move on um, and the second part of that is do you follow up later to see how that that uh, that person or that family is doing mm -hmm. well Yes. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it makes sense. Do we walk away? Yes. Um, part, we talked about our scheduling earlier. Mm -hmm. We have Monday through Friday, daytime hours, 8 to 4.30. So it's already built in that there's a safety net, if you will. Mm -hmm. But if we don't feel comfortable at any point, we can step back, walk away, you know, and leave. Um, if even if it's during a visit, you know, we are mandated reporters, which means if we see something that we shouldn't have to see that's a problem, then we need to appropriately report that. Right. Um, but there are things, you know, we aren't, we're not trained professionals in the sense that we have PhDs in psychology and, and education. We're people who have a passion for families and helping out, you know. And so, yeah, if, if, if there's an incarceration, we, we have to step back. We, we can't. If there is violence in the home that gets to that point where we're not safe, then we need to step back. Right. And, and as to the follow-up, that depends on the exact outcome of whatever incident happened. You always wonder about the people, and sometimes you hear from the families, um, and it's a voluntary program. So if they choose not to continue, um, you know, then it, then we can't continue. Can't force them. Right. 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 And we do offer other resources that may suit them better right. um, than our program. So if they take that, that we've offered it. But if not, then we can't force them. <laughs> right. right. We also have clients at times who disengage from home visiting services and we put them on a level called creative outreach where we will attempt weekly contact for 90 days to try to get them back engaged into our program so we actually had clients where they've stopped being engaged 
and have disenrolled and then later have come back. So we follow up and then they can re-enroll into our program after maybe like a certain crisis that has occurred. Right, right. You talked about, you know, depression and all for the parents. And I'm sure you guys, when you visit these families, <laughs> like you said, you see things that you don't want to see sometimes. You know, so is there anything in place for you guys to help that out? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm saying, you know, like policemen, firemen, they all go through stuff that can be mm-hmm. traumatic to you. So is there anything for you guys for that? Um, one of the things about the program that they mandate is that they have to have each home visitor and family resource specialist has to have two hours of supervision every week with their supervisor and that two hours is spent kind of like debriefing reflecting talking about anything they might experience that might have been traumatizing and just using that time to just check in and say how are you doing and what do you need help with to either get through the next week Um, they also talk about the families if there's any families that they might need assistance with so the supervisor plays a huge role in healthy families and assisting the staff and making sure that they feel supported and validated and that they're able to share their experiences. And then the staff also support each other. When they come back, they'll be like, man, I had a tough one today. <laughs> and they'll uh, share stories. And another thing that's part of healthy families that's also required is that weekly training. So. They want staff to go out outside of the office, connect with other people who are also doing the same type of work, get more training, but also being able to share their story um, right. in the same way that we ask the parents to share their share their story. That's good. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you have the graduation thing. I think you all do that in one place, right? Yes. Is there anything else that you guys do as a group for the families to get together? Mm-hmm. Uh, we oh. do monthly groups. Yes. Oh, really? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Uh, we made slime uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> okay. Um, apparently, I wasn't that great at it. Um, <laughs> we did a uh, self-care event another month where we had different stations. So they came in and they checked their health insurance, and then they talked about maybe their plans in the future in terms of if they want to have kids, if they don't want to have kids. Um, we had a face mask station where they made their own face masks. We had an exercise station. We had um, other health department programs like our lead and asthma program came out and talked about the benefits of green cleaning and using green things in the mm-hmm. home. Um, so just every month we just have opportunities where parents can come and gather and discuss with themselves and then we'll just add a little either educational or fun activity like making slime. Making slime yeah. that apparently you weren't too good at. Right. <laughs> the parent things are really fun too because it gives the parents the chance to connect. Right. We can't tell the other but they can connect with each other. So you, you have like, oh, you were my long-lost high school friend, or <laughs> not to drop names, but a certain someone who used to be a teacher a few years back <laughs> met a former student. <laughs> but they, they love it. The families are loving it. They show up. When's the next one? They, they don't want to leave, and it's been two and a half to three hours. They still want to be here and have right. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Now, the, I know you have other departments at the health department that work with you but any other organizations or businesses that help out too no no not that (laughs) i mean we have people we have an advisory board um healthy families where people from different 
community partners, they come and we discuss things that are going on with the program and how we can better ourselves, but in terms of like who's actually delivering services, it's just the health department itself. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there certain levels of uh, certification that, that you all have to have that, uh, for example, you have to renew each year uh, licensing or anything of that nature? Mm -hmm. um, it's actually pretty intense. So the home <laughs> visitors have to go through a week-long home visitor training. Um, and then they have to go through what's it, like a semester-long home visitor certificate training through the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Um, then the, the assessment worker, which is what Andrew does, has to go through a week-long training. Their curriculum training is a week-long. And then every year they have to do a child abuse training and a culture training. Um, so, so it's a constant. Yeah, CPR first. Yeah, it's a constant. <laughs> I was going to ask you about CPR. Yeah. But you said child abuse training? Yes. Uh, what is that? And so just indicators of if you see anything of in the home okay. of so that you would be prepared and know how to report to your local agency and you know the process and going through that. So it's like it's the mandated reported training. What about domestic abuse, though? Oh, yeah, they have that training, too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, you think a lot of married, even if they're not married, but young couples, especially if it's their first one, there could be problems there. Mm hmm. You know, Definitely. You never know, so. You know, you guys should talk about, like, they also do some, like, quality improvement projects, which is something for um, healthy families, and I think that's, like, Mm -hmm. Well, every three years, we also have to go through our accreditation process. Right. So, and since we're a Healthy Families home visiting site, every three years, um, site accreditation people, they come out and they go through our files, they go through our notes to make sure that we're really delivering the program the way it's supposed to be delivered. And then in between that time, we're constantly doing quality improvement projects to ensure that we're giving the families what they ask for, what they need. Uh, every year we have to do annual surveys, get feedback from the family, and then we have to show how we're implementing what the family said that they wanted. So we really, <laughs> our wheels are always spinning. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do this with you guys because, well, this is the first time that I've sat down with all of you and Dr. Moy and everybody knows I do this most of the time for everybody. Okay. So I'm going to start with you. Okay. <laughs> How and why did you get into this? Uh, so I actually got my master's in sociology of applied health, and I'm really interested into maternal child health. Like okay. that's my that's my thing. <laughs> like even on the weekends, I'm like looking at articles, like oh, this is so interesting. Or if, like you catch me at happy hour, I might be talking to you about adverse childhood experiences. <laughs> like, I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> that's, that's short for a happy tizer, which a lot of restaurants have. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um, so. And then I came to the health department, and then they started the program, and I was really interested into it. So that's how I um, got into, yeah. <laughs> of course, you. <laughs> I, have a, I have a little bit different background. Um, my degree is in criminal justice, so I come from a more of a public safety background, which is oh, kind really? of landed here. But I really feel like what you always wanted to do when you were a child is what you should do when you grow up. And I always wanted to play with babies. So for me, when I became a home visitor, I just fell in love with the role. This program's really unique. It's very strength-based. 
and you just can't help but fall in love with the program because it makes such a difference in our clients' lives. So wait a minute, you came from the criminal justice system? Or, or a degree in Not like a jail. We can't hire. <laughs> well, I worked in um, public safety, so I was a dispatcher. Okay. Yeah. So you, I mean, God, just doing that, you've heard some of the calls. Yeah, yeah, this is, um, yeah, this is, it's a, like kind of like a, a different term, but right. I love it. But you probably feel like you're helping a lot too, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I come from another different background. I'm education, so I was a teacher. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and I went with the younger um, group, pre-K and, and younger twos, and um, just looking for something um, a little different. And this mm -hmm. way I can start, I always wanted to start young to try to help them be better people and enjoy learning. So now I get to even start even younger, sometimes prenatally. Wow, that is cool. I needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> I did. They hired <laughs> No, it, it is, that is part of it, but only that's the humorous part of it because that's how we get through life. We laugh. Um, I was one of those situations where slightly older, getting into the parenting experience mm -hmm. in a different state and we found out about healthy families at that state we were already moving and so we got enrolled transferred in to this program and had a certain sarah with an h <laughs> as our home visitor um for a while and she did bring up that you know i have a, i have a college degree i am interested in helping people and i love families and kids and I did need a better paying job uh, and one that had good enough flexibility behind it. And right. I mean, we're really helping people. We, we are. And that's, that's what keeps me going. It's just the love of meeting new people, hearing their stories, and realizing that, hey, we're starting them on that road to a better, uh, more firmer future. And with you going through it, too, I guess I can see how you can build that rapport pretty quick, I would mm -hmm. think. Yeah. yeah. You're a walking testimonial. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why they put me out front. <laughs> if you can survive me, <laughs> my background. So I'm from Guyana, South America, and um, there I was um, an elementary teacher for ten years, and um, I dealt with. Um, um, from grades one to through six. And in our classes back home, we had like 54 children to one teacher. What? Yes. And um, so we were dealing with so many different learning styles and abilities. And um, So I, my bachelor's is in um, teaching of reading because I was very much interested in, you know, like getting children to learn to read because a lot of the kids came from like rural areas and right. they did not know um, standard English. And um, so from the teaching of reading, then when I came over um, to America, I did my um, master's in psychology because behind all of the teaching of reading, the reading part, you wanted to understand, you know, how, you know, development and how 
personalities and stuff like that. So um, I found that Healthy Families is um, a great platform for me to um, continue, even though I'm not in my country, to um, actually learn about fully about child development from the foundation. Right. Because I dealt with the kids like from five up, so I wanted to know like you know what happened before then. Because we had so many different um, learning disabilities there, I didn't quite understand that children learn at their own pace and you know they develop differently. And um, so this now is helping me to you know understand that. So because I have younger um, family members back home that I can, when the parents are frustrated, I can say, "Well, don't be so frustrated. Maybe it's because they so you can try that." You know, so. Now, how often do you get back home? Um, let's say once every two years. Okay. Yeah, I don't go very often now because it's expensive. <laughs> and, you know. I was going to say though, but I mean, it, oh God, fifty-four students in the future. <laughs> but there's just from this, there's probably a lot you could pass on to them too. That yeah. Get back home. <laughs> I mean. Yes, 54. and it kind of helped. Help. Yeah, it it was re really tough because. We had 54 kids, like three in a bench, you know, and um, we had to, and so healthy families, we use a curriculum now, so we kind of plan to let, like, what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about when we go into the homes, mm -hmm. but over there, we had a curriculum too, but, and we planned lessons, but we were required to plan lessons to suit each learning style. Wow. And that was difficult to, you know, um, incorporate in a class of 54. So it was very difficult. So mm -hmm. now here, with planning for one-on-one, -on -one, it's much easier. Yeah. And, you know, I can understand. And it's step-by-step. Um, step and you kind of know what you're doing. But there, it's like, sometimes it's a hit or a miss. Because even though I might get 30 children to get um, grasp the concept of what I'm trying to impart, the rest might fall by the wayside. But we were so busy we can't really focus on them. Right. So then they go through the school system like that and then they come out, you know, and then those are the kids that we, you know, project into society and then we wonder why we have all these problems, but it stemmed from, you know, things that happened, you know, before. Yeah. Do you, do you have people, uh, former co-workers, anybody that you work with back home, um, just to share your knowledge, you know, things you learn here? I don't, but I mean, when I'm talking, I would um, say, well, I didn't understand how, you know, children learn, how their brain develop, but I don't, I don't share a lot because, <laughs> um, because our program requires that we don't, like, you know, share their curriculum, it's unique sure. to right. healthy families, so right. just like the general things that, in terms of development and stuff, I might share, but, yeah. yeah. I think healthy families yeah. is international. It's definitely not. I was going to ask that if it was national or international. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's in Canada, maybe. Oh, it is in Canada. It's in U.S. territories and forty-eight states. Oh, yeah. But not worldwide. But not worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Give yeah. <laughs> it time. Yeah. But well, it's also you know you have to have the funds to be able to right. implement the program. So, Healthy Families America. What is that? A nonprofit. Yes. It is? Yes. Ah, okay. Didn't hear that. I'm glad you told me that now. <laughs> they have, you want to talk about the standards? Like, that's, there's like all these domains and standards and with as part of the 
with the accreditation, and, and that's what makes it evidence-based in following these strict curriculum. Mm -hmm. Hold up on that mm -hmm. because we had somebody new join us. I'm not letting her get off that. <laughs> <easy. laughs> yeah. hey, tell us your name and how and why you got into this. So I'll introduce myself quickly. I'm Mackenzie and I'm also a home visitor, like a family services specialist, as our okay. official title says. Um, but I got my bachelor's in public health at Liberty University and I always saw myself in health department work, but I wanted to get into more like environmental or like preventative health in some way. So I had always worked with children. Um, I did my internship teaching health um, at a preschool and kindergarten and I worked at summer camp and did like other miscellaneous like childcare jobs my whole life. So um, by the time I was out of college, I was not burnt out on kids, but I wanted to take <laughs> my, uh, my career in a different direction. Um, and I remember last year I was at the Earth Day celebration at the Festival Park in Aberdeen, mm -hmm. um, kind of on the job hunt post-college, and I saw the Healthy Families booth, and I was like, oh, health, Healthy Families, like, let me go talk to so them. you're new. And, uh, yes, I started in January. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I went up and talked to the Healthy Families booth and saw children was immediately like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> and then here I am, a year later, I was looking on the um, Maryland State Jobs website and I saw them and I was like, all right, like maybe, maybe I'll try this. Like this is more or less like what I studied. Like I have a pretty extensive background in child care and like I know a little bit about child development. Like I, I think I could do this. Like this doesn't sound so bad and I love it. I was I couldn't see myself anywhere yeah. else. So this job really found me. Right. So now when you see kids, you're just running up and giving them hugs, right? Yes. They love her. They love her. That's, <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Now you can go. Now I'll let you. What was I? <laughs> what was that? Accreditation. Oh, oh, just I guess the part that makes it evidence-based, one, that it's been studied and showed that in families enrolling in this program, it reduces um, them, it reduces any concerns that they may have in their adulthood related to school, like children are more ready for school, parents are more resilient, they deal with less crisis. Um, it shows that the children who were in healthy families were less likely to enter the criminal justice system. And the way that they make sure that everyone's implementing the program the same is that they have um, like over 150 standards that you have to make sure you're meeting. So right. you have to make sure you're doing the two hours of supervision. Like if not, they will, you know, <laughs> you would be held responsible for it. So they're really making sure that staff are getting supported. You have to make sure you're responding to family's feedback. You have to have an advisory board. It's just a lot of things that they uh, make as requirements just to ensure that you're implementing the program as you're supposed to. Okay. So the Healthy Families program that Andrew was in in the other state should have been very similar to the one that is in Maryland. Yep. Now, how do people get in touch with you if, if they want to join the program? Well, <laughs> because Mackenzie mentioned an event, that's one way. We are at a lot of the social events um, that have, like, the public service, the public health things, mm -hmm. the... The epicenter in Edgewood has things, the Haverty Grace Housing Authority. So we try to be a physical presence within the community to say, hey, here we are. We were at the 
a little thing you might have heard of called the farm fair. The what? The, yeah, the farm fair. <laughs> I, think it, I think it had some animals or something, maybe in tractors. But we, we were in the community so people can see us. And then we have the, the, you know referral forms that they can fill out, they can contact us. I mean, the staff up, up front, the WIC office, we, we have hospitals and doctor's offices who are in our corner, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just maintain these relations. You know, the advisory board, some of these people at their jobs, we then are at their events and things like that. So we really try to network with the community so they know that we're out there to help. That's so good. word gets out and then people can then send in their information to fill out the forms. But you should just be able to call any health department number yeah. and just say you are interested in healthy families. That's the easy way. What's yeah. the number? Well, for here, it's 410-612-1779. For Havity Grace, it's 410-942-7999. For <laughs> Bel Air, it's 410-837-838-1500. I knew Bel Air was going to turn Hey, I got to admit that you, you've, uh, you remembered it better than some others. <laughs> What's the website? Um, <laughs> the website is Ranya. Uh, www.harfordcountyhealth.com. I could have told you that. You well, just I didn't have to look all the way over to Ranya, <laughs> but that's okay. If you go onto our website and go to our services, if you click home visiting, you'll see the um, Harf- or the Healthy Families uh, webpage on right. there. And we'll have all of our information. And I'll have a link to the show notes too, as well. Before we wrap up, okay, what? We have to wrap up? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody a good story that, out of all this that you've got, that you've experienced. A good positive story. And I know there's got to be a ton of them. I think. One of your favorites. A good story. I don't know if it's a good I don't know if it's a story per se but one of the surveys that we send out a mom wrote back and said that she loved healthy families it was great it was a great experience for her and her kids but one of the things that she liked the best about healthy families is that she felt like for the first time someone came into her home and said hey how are you and meant it and that someone was there specifically for her and that, that was, was yeah, that was good. And that was one of the times when I was a home visitor. So I like read it and I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> That's why she was playing here. <laughs> um, like, but for me, that was just very touching because you don't realize how big of a role you yeah. play into the parents' lives until like, that's just, I mean, she was, Makes you, feel you know, a significant age. And then. For me to be the first person to say, how are you? And then she felt like I meant, yeah, it makes you feel a little. I know somebody else has to have some feel good. (laughs) We just actually did a testimonials on all of our family. So reading any of the testimonials was just touching. But there's one in particular when she says when she started this program, she was homeless. She now has a home. She had no car. She now has a vehicle. And she had no hope. And now she's full of hope. Wow. So that just always those three lines were, yeah yeah it's pretty incredible andrew we might have to save you for last yeah. <laughs> you got time, so. i don't know, you know. <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> hey i'm polite no i there are many many stories i i could share um go for it 
Hippo. We don't have a time limit. <laughs> but what amazes me is that we, we as a team, come have diverse backgrounds. Mm, yeah, that's why. Okay. That's why I asked that question. And how you? And, yeah. And and, but we we can get wrapped up in our lives ourselves. But when we talk to other people, we realize, wow, we really have so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, driving all over the county, I mean, even parts of Darlington that are very hard to find on dirt roads, you know, <laughs> streets worse, but um, everybody GPS has loves these. to pick it up, right? No. <laughs> but you have people from literally all over the world that we're connecting with, whether right. it's from yes. Ghana and not just a, a coworker. We have families from uh, China, the Ukraine, China, all over, that are literally in Hartford County mm -hmm. that don't know, need help, and here we, we get to meet them, and we get to hear their stories and learn about their culture, their lives. That's like wow. so cool. It really is. And, and yeah, sometimes it does break your heart that you have a family that might say, you're the first person to listen to me. Somebody's in their 30s, and now I'm the first person. That's sad. That's yeah. wrong. We need to change it. That's what we do. We listen. But then you hear their strengths of how they went through these things, like things that a five-year-old child should never have to face. This mother is able to talk about it and made, have made peace with her past, has moved forward, is starting her own business. And these are the people that they need to be reminded of these good things when the setbacks come because... It's there. They have done well. And it's awesome. So that's like the best thing about it. I mean, yeah, I liked my home visitor when she was there. And now I like her as a supervisor. And she's very helpful. <laughs> I also like the, the, you know, the head of the health department and the, and, uh, the number two. <laughs> she makes good, good macaroons. Oh. <laughs> but... But I see as a, as a health department, as a whole, we really do work together. You may not like some of the people or the departments, but you know that they've got the information, they've got your back. I mean, if I needed something about a substance-exposed newborn or a flyer about this or that, I could contact one of my coworkers, right. and I guarantee you I'd have it. So it's good people. We get good people. That's our strong team. Yes, yeah. that's why they gave us an award for the state. Someone else. This is stand up comedian at night, is it? I don't get no respect. No respect. <laughs> but no, no, we, we we work well as a team. That's why we've grown. I mean, you, you heard them say we start off yeah. in an office with a closet, and there was one person, and now there's a staff of. 10, 12, mm -hmm. we've now got our own little place that we can use, that families can meet. Yeah. That says we're doing something right. You hear the testimonials. I mean, she was a home visitor at, at one point, and a family later tells her that these things, Sarah hears these things. I mean, these ladies have stories too. And it's, we're making a difference. It's one family at a time. That's good. I can say that um, from doing um, the testimonials with um, my families, um, you know, you hear things like um, families just like the consistency that we actually show up every week. Yeah. And we don't just say we're coming and not show up, so they look forward to that. Um, um, they say that, you know, that when we are there, even though sometimes we leave thinking we didn't really make a difference to them, um, you know, one of my family said, um, you know, one of the questions um, 
or uh, was to um, name some one time when your home visitor was able to help you. And um, one of my family said, um, um, "We are talking about you. All, you help me every single time you come here. I feel so <laughs> much better giving, when you're not you giving leave. up on them. Yeah, Which, I mean so, that's that's know, the thing. That's that was something good to you know to hear. I mean, just I know these families have to be looking forward to the visits. Yeah, mm -hmm. after what you guys are saying, I mean, somebody excited that you actually came in mm -hmm. to visit them." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On a good note, I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't even get that in my house. <laughs> I mean, gee. Me neither. I get home, my wife is still here. I know you've only been here a short time, yeah. but still. I think the, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's only been a short time, so there's not, I don't have a lot, but what sticks out to me the most is uh, when I was doing my testimonial for one of my moms, um, no knocks on CPS, they do great work, they just have a different approach than us. Um, but she said uh, when she was enrolled in Healthy Families, her expectation was kind of like I was going to be another woman in a pantsuit and heels coming in to like, not judge her, but like strictly assess her home and her family life oh, wow. every week. Um, and she was, uh, this isn't what she said but it is what I gathered from what she said that like I was more or less a present a pleasant surprise um, like she feels comfortable with me and like I'm there I just chill on the floor with her um, and talk to her about child development each week and I'm not there to take her children that wow and and that's <laughs> if may I mm -hmm. but that's we are on the floor with them we are yeah. we're not just mm -hmm. pantsuits coming from the government to talk about your kids and knocking on your door yeah we we care, mm -hmm. yeah, and we you're there can. to help. Exactly, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's fun. They open, they open up to us very quickly. They do, yeah. And not to also, these stories do make us all feel great. But it's not to take away from the families because the families have their own strengths, oh, and we're really oh, we're just yeah. there just to be like cheerleaders encourager, and yeah. encourager. But most of them. It's like, you, you could have done this without yeah. us. We're just here to keep motivating you and to push you along. Like, they have that resiliency yes. and within. We're just there to push it, yeah. push it up a They're little. They're smart and resilient, and we're just there to help them realize that they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. They bring you up. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, too, healthy fan. It comes all the way down. It's a very parallel process, and they teach you this in training. So it really starts with Shatil and then goes all the way down to the babies. So she does a parallel process with me where she kind of – brings out creative ideas and then I talk to her and then I go to my staff and then we do supervisions and I'm mm -hmm. not I don't go in and tell them what to do and then they go to their families they don't tell their families what to do so it's a very parallel process and then the parents do that for their children yeah, we, so it's mm -hmm. all about kind of like being a cheerleader starting right here at the program manager and it goes all the way down we walk alongside yeah we walk alongside them yes, yes. Yeah. not leading or following I like that yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> or cry from the government telling you what to do, right. or telling them what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we yeah, did we that, that, we would have no oh, yeah. results. <laughs> <laughs> Door shuts. We go home. We'd be a staff of one in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. That's the them's the breaks, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's sad, but you're right. I mean, God. Anybody got anything to <laughs> No, I think Andrew wrapped <laughs> <laughs> What was that last phrase you said?
we walk alongside them. We're not leading or following. We're there with them. And that's, that's what it is. It honestly, we are guests in their world. It's their world. They invite us in. They trust us. And that in itself is that's awesome, you know. Thank you for listening to this episode of Harford County Living. You can actually go to HartfordCountyLiving.com and click on podcast. And from there, click on the episode and you, there are links to our guests and our sponsors. And I encourage you to please, please visit them. Again, that's HartfordCountyLiving.com and click on podcast. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast from there as well. You also see a banner there that says, buy me a coffee. And if you click on that, you can make a contribution to the Hartford County Living Show so we can keep this going. You can do either monthly or you can do a one-time fee. And what we're going to do at the end of each episode is mention all of those that have contributed so far. And so far, the ones that have made a contribution through Buy Me a Coffee are Natalie Forrest, Cindy Skilton, Kathy, Rhonda Herb, and Rhonda is actually listening up in Canada, Carol Garrity, Law Garrity, and of course you've heard Law on the show several times, myself, and Robin Burke. So I want to thank all of you for making a contribution to the Harford County Living Show. And again, all you got to do is click on the Buy Me a Coffee logo and you can help contribute as well.